And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network, underwritten by Impress Technology Solutions and Dell EMC. Hello and thanks for joining us on this Wednesday, May 8th, 2019, six minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Lauren Larson and Eric White, our digital editors, Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, the Army has decided where to spend its artificial intelligence dollars. Plus, the U.S. Maritime Administration seeks funding for the third of six new training vessels. Those stories much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, the Army is changing its approach to its classical physical fitness test. Trainers have made the test more realistic and more individualized. Right now, the test is being tried out by the National Guard. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni spoke with Brigadier General Richard Johnson, leader of the Army National Guard Training Directorate and National Guard Chief Master Sergeant John Sampa. What makes this test different is the event itself. So it's more interactive uh, for the soldiers. Actually, uh, it, you know, it, some of the, the test builds competition amongst the, so, uh, the events that's while soldiers are doing the test itself. And it's it, again, it's soldiers assisting each other. The current Army fitness, uh, physical fitness test is more individualized. You know, uh, individual push-up, individual sit-up, uh, and then you got your two-mile run. Well, with all the other, with the Army combat fitness test, uh, you know, with the uh, sprint dry carry event, you know, you got several events in one, and, and the soldiers look at it as a, a competition amongst each other and try to do their best. And and what about the exercises? What are some of the specific exercises? And if you wouldn't mind kind of explaining what they mean, too, because some people might not know exactly the uh, the names for them either. The first test uh, is called the um, the maximum deadlift, and that's uh, utilizing a, a hex bar, uh, and you can with weights up to 340 pounds. The minimum, uh, 340 is the max. The uh, minimum is 140. And then the uh, second test is the uh, standing power uh, power throw, uh, utilizing a 10-pound ball where they um, throw the ball and um, over their head. And uh, the second, the third test is the uh, sprint drag carry. And in that test, you have several events. So. Uh, you have a sprint, uh, you have the sleigh drag, you have the agility side um, uh, event, and then the with the kettlebell, they sprint uh, 50 meters with the kettlebell, kettlebells, and then you have the, the last event is another 50-meter sprint. So that event itself, you have 250 meters of, of running uh, within all those uh, categories. Uh, you have the hand-release push-up. Uh, prior to the sprint dry carry, and then you have the leg tuck, and then the last event is the uh, two-mile run. How does this sort of take into account, you know, the physicality of women and, and also age uh, for, for some soldiers? Again, it's based on uh, each individual uh, physical fitness uh, deal. Uh, some, uh, some, whether male or female, some would do, uh, have different physical abilities in each event. But at the end of the day, it'll all uh, be tabulated. And and so even though some may not do well in the maximum deadlift, they can do well in the leg tuck. And so uh, their numbers will all um, be um, averaged out based on that. So to say that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not good for one, uh, for the male, or not good for the female, actually not actually true. 
because again, everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. Let's add, let's kind of put this in a larger perspective when it comes to something like readiness. You know, how does this prepare soldiers for a future fight um, against, you know, a near peer competitor or just what the Defense Department is looking for in, in the future? So uh, this is General Johnson, I'll, I'll take that. Um, you know, in, in a much larger sense, we should also add that the, the ACFT is a part of a, a much larger um, uh, concept, and that is kind of, you know, total fitness. It's holistic fitness. So uh, holistic health and fitness is actually a newly published field manual, FM7-22. The ACFT is included in that in-depth, kind of talking about how the, you know, the physical fitness strength flexibility, endurance, agility, um, those things are all built in to measure your fitness against what we believe are the, you know, the best measures of your effectiveness in combat or in combat-like environment, as the Sergeant Major mentioned earlier. So, you know, whether it's training, whatever. But what is, is not being discussed as much is that it's really looked at um, it's important to reflect on the holistic health and fitness aspect. So, you know, things like nutrition and the overall mental, spiritual, physical health of the soldier, those are the things being emphasized. And we think, you know, that this test looks at a, a much broader um, look at, at your overall health to include uh, things like prevention of injury, which is also part of uh, the, the holistic health and fitness model as well. So, you know, the Army is looking at the, the total picture in this sense to help support readiness. So those soldiers that, you know, need to be fit for life uh, uh, first and, and then in turn are fit for whatever rigors they, they would need to go through. You know, so it kind of trains you for any environment, but it trains you for life first. And it's important to mention that, that this is just one component of the idea of holistic health and fitness. And and why is this sort of fitness important um, to to the readiness of the United States when it comes to what they're trying to fight for the future, right? So clearly the domains that uh, soldiers will be going in is different than what it's been in the past 20 years. It might be in the Arctic, might be um, in a jungle or, you know, other areas. So how might this prepare someone better or at least keep them fit in a way that um, can maybe be in multi-domain? So uh, you've kind of stressed a really important point, the, 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 um, the concept of a soldier uh, having to um, operate in a multi-domain environment, in, in large-scale ground combat operations, for instance, in a multi-domain environment. And you know a little bit about that. You just mentioned it. Uh, the, the best way for me to describe it is that we, we see, first and foremost, uh, a tremendous stress in that environment. You know, so you've got to be able to multitask. So the, the, the simplicity with which you might see a soldier's skills if you look backwards in the Army, you know, shoot, move, communicate, for instance, was our motto for a long time. Uh, and those things are still essential. But if you take that same soldier and that same skill set and put it into an environment where you've got all of these inputs, all of these sensors around you where you've got to deal with uh, multiple environments, not just the physical ground you're on, but also the virtual environment, um, the, the digitization of our equipment, the, the lethality of the weapon systems, uh, the speed with, with which information flows and with which, you know, the enemy uh, has, has the same capability. So uh, a, a more fit soldier 
is more capable of handling a more stressful environment. And so recognizing that the environment is just inherently more stressful, more complicated, uh, more inputs, more senses, more uh, for the soldier to sort out, uh, you know, it, the, the basic concept is that, you know, it begins with your own fitness, your ability to handle stress, your ability to stress yourself beyond uh, what you thought were your limits. So these particular events within the test are designed to get at that concept, uh, not simply, you know, can you run, can you do push-ups, can you do sit-ups. Uh, it's a little bit more than that. Uh, you know, I should also add, uh, we talked about this earlier this morning, kind of preparing for the conversation. I think it's important for you to know and your listeners to know. You know, right now, we usually, uh, we, we get about 15% of our force turns over every year. So we bring in about 40,000 soldiers a year in accessions into the Army National Guard. That's not the Army as a whole. That's the Army National Guard in particular. But the Army as a whole is about the same. About, we roll about 15 you know, to 20% year-to-year uh, of new accessions. So every new soldier who's coming into the Army is coming into this new paradigm. And, and um, another important note is that th- this is not unusual for our young soldiers. You know, the science and, of exercise and, and the concepts behind uh, what this test uh, you know, kind of is, is trying to measure um, is actually um, normal for younger people. Brigadier General Richard Johnson, leader of the Army National Guard Training Directorate, and National Guard Chief Master Sergeant John Sampa, speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come on Federal News Radio, the U.S. Maritime Administration seeks funding for the third of six new training vessels. It's the Federal Drive with Tom Temin, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network.